Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Spoonami Podcast. Green and Jackie in the office, chilling. There's a Democratic debate going on today. I know it's probably coming out a week later and stuff, but go and check in. Find out the times. Watch along. Par- partake in the political scene of America. And have conversation and vote. That's what you should do when you're a citizen, and that's the right. For some more local news, I want a Storyville gift card from the Collegium. Shout out to SPU. <laughs> and I'll be charged on my student account because of taxation purposes. Since the Seahawks took a break last Sunday, we also decided to take our Sabbath day. So looking back, the 49ers and Seahawks game, very intensive. They went super hard. For the first half, it looked like Seahawks were hopeless, and I almost cried a little bit. And Probably then sec- did. Second half, we came back strong, and then at the end, we kind of started throwing a little bit. If KJ and Bobby Wagner caught those interceptions, we, a game would have ended, went to overtime. We didn't make our first drive. They came back. Luckily, they missed the field goal, lastly. 42-yarder for the win. Jason Myers, does he have it in him again? And Seattle has done it in a classic. And San Francisco suffers their first loss. Russell Wilson put on that cape again. And for Richard Sherman, he makes that walk across. One, so shout out to Seahawks, and I'm excited for them to play the Eagles this, or last Sunday. The question of the week is, what's your favorite song and what's your favorite genre and why? <laughs> your favorite for songs? Sure, let's do that. It's a favorite genre for songs. Or, huh? or favorite genre. Okay, what is your favorite genre? And why? For what? That's such an open question. Like books, like music. For music, I'm really into the alternative scene right now. There's some really good people coming out with great music. I'm really vibing to that. I don't really have a num- number one song though right now because I've been kind of cloudy and I've been like, there's a lot of options going on. What's yours? Uh, for me, it's R&B. I think that will be with me for a long, long time probably until I'm very old, because that's the music that helped me got through depression in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though I don't really condone all the things you talk about in R&B, <laughs> but you know, it helped, it got the feeling, aspects, lyrical, musical, speaking of music, we have some who will be talking about music education, and she's one of our core team members from Sharpen. Welcome, Sonia. Sonia, Jack, and Rena. <laughs> Where I get started? I'm sorry. Yeah, Jack's on your Jack. Just, just keep playing. <laughs> Sonia, Rena, Jackie in the office, chilling. Chilling is right. Hello, guys. <laughs> Today, our special guest is Sonia, the person you've been listening to this whole time in our podcast. She has been doing our ultimate jingles that has brought us a lot of joy. A lot of controversy as well, actually. And aggregated one of our hosts, who happens to not be here. Because he's always a slacker. Jack, come at me, but, like, we all know this. It's been true. Sonia, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I am currently in my third year at SPU Woo-hoo. and studying music education. 
I love all things and find it really hard to... Oh, that was bad. <laughs> I find it really hard to choose anything to be invested in every day because I love everything. Oh my god, I get that. I'm like, do I really want to be a nursing major? Like, who knows? Anything. <laughs> I, can, I can go be an accountant tomorrow if I really wanted to. Exactly, tomorrow I could want... Jackie, I'll know. take your job. Um, Let's do it. Not tomorrow. on the record, yes. <laughs> not on the record. You're editing this? It's okay, we'll leave all this in. Anyway, so oh, no. we noticed that we have been swapping hosts all over the place. So do you have any good ideas for upcoming jingles that you want to maybe incorporate into mm. our podcast? Yeah, I've been kind of brainstorming if I have the time. But yes. depending on like themes that we've done or like holidays or just if I get a heads up of what you guys are envisioning for the next person, like... I don't know, something I could add a little twang or this and that and I got a vision. Just my name. Oh <laughs> I don't know. I need to I like to be inclusive. So. <laughs> I'm not about excluding. <laughs> even though they don't show up. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe you might even have to say like names individually and then you have to say We just have to like and, edit them together. and then we just like play some together. <laughs> or I could just omit everybody's name. True. True. Just make a normal jingle for Spooner. Yeah. An acronym. But we definitely need a jingle for question of the week. You could oh, definitely yeah. do like also just Spoonami. Like sing mm, that. Because that is the name of the podcast. Spoonami. Perfect. That's exactly what we want. So let's get into it. How was your day? <laughs> In all honesty, it was crap. <laughs> but we love all honesty know, here. It was good. I got up really early and my mom sent me a text that was really encouraging, just reminding me to, like, be still and, like, just think of the simple things, because uh, I've been getting too wrapped up in all, like, the icky things that have been happening lately, and my mom just told me just to focus on, like, the simple gospel Jesus and, like, what that story is. I love so, that. That's wow. nice. What is music education for people who don't understand and know what that is? Music education is... I mean, like, people might think of it as being, oh, like, you're just, like, teaching choir or, like, an instrument, but for me, it's really about growing my students to be, embrace themselves and their creativity and to be able to embrace other people's differences and develop, um, creativity as well and to value all types of that. And um, so just to, like to grow a classroom of inclusivity, is that a word? Yes. And yeah, just really spur students to be confident in themselves and, and to, to value the people around them. And is there someone in your life that kind of inspire you to explore this major or even go into this field? Ooh, not really. Actually, I was like, I don't think education's for me. My dad's a teacher and... <laughs> Music is, like, a huge part of our family, and it's just always been something that's like, oh, music, I can always do that. I don't have to major in it. Since I, I took a gap year before coming um, to SPU, like, I had more of a vision for, like, what I was thinking of, and I was like, well, I want to, like, I can, I can teach overseas if I wanted to, or, like, like, oh, if I can't teach overseas, then I can always take summers to go overseas. So, like, yeah. <laughs> just uh, kind of like a win-win, so it's like more of a practical way. And then as I got into it, it's been more of like, a, okay, this is definitely, I think, more of what, like, God was thinking um, and, like, has more purpose for me. And I've kind of had a vision for what it, I would look like to be an educator in music. So that's been a cool development 
is there like a specific age demographic that you want to work mm. with because like I remember my music educators they really helped me out when I was like in elementary school because mm. there was like a really big important part of the curriculum and those are still classes that like I remember small little things that we used to do in class but they still like left a lot left a lasting impact yeah for sure um I was not as fortunate as you to have like a great music experience in school as a young child I think that I would be able to do well in that situation but I think that I I don't know my humor and just the way I would like to connect with kids I would do better in like a middle school high school setting I'm leaning more towards middle school even though it's such like an I'm like I bet you're listening and you're you cringe because you're like half of them and more of the majority of people are like middle school sucked and as my dad said we were all on the larva stage so very true but for some reason middle school was just a really good high point for me I mean it was iconic for choir at least I remember like that was when we actually people got to choose that they wanted to be in choir and Uh that was like a really big step for a lot of people at least in my high school Mm -hmm. back in Pennsylvania it was a really big deal to get into choir and be like oh yeah these are our people like we're gonna do concerts and everything (laughs) that was really fun I love that. That was the last time I really practiced music. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you not take it in Sorry high for, um... For Mrs. Mrs. Berkeley. Oh my god. Um, yeah, in high school I did not really practice that hard. Because I wasn't no longer decent or relevant in orchestra. I just, like, sat in the back so I can get music credit. You know, maybe that wasn't... Maybe that was partly your fault, but maybe that was partly your teacher's fault, too. No, like, she's probably the best person. She encouraged us. <laughs> we have, like... Never mind, it's all you. Jackie's just a slacker. We have practice log, and I have... I pretty much lie every single week. I feel like people always do. I lied online. I lied on my orchestra one, not on my choir one. I'm taking piano right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on the record, she doesn't Prof, lie. don't have to. <laughs> I don't lie. What does music mean to you? Like, this is such a big general question, you know what I'm saying? He's gonna make you go into, like, existential crisis. Uh, what? I already, anytime I think about this major, I go into an existential crisis. Um, what does music mean to me? <laughs> music? Such a good Wait, no, just let me, let me think about this. <laughs> music, for me, I love singing, personally, because I feel like it best reflects how I'm feeling or helps me process that like growing up I always felt and still now I guess I'm, I'm becoming better at it or at least with my confidence but not feeling not being able to portray what I felt in words was really hard for me mm. and I think I mean as a kid I was like a really angry kid <laughs> I had anger issues but and I think a lot of that stemmed from me not feeling like I was heard or able to communicate what I felt in the midst of like family and siblings and you know tough things that happened joys that happened and so like when I found a song lyrics tonality and musicality expressed what I felt and resonated with something in me I would just hang on to it and I think I still do that in a way of like oh I'm singing this song that definitely like connects with what I'm feeling in this moment and so like as a way of like processing it but then also as like as a performer and like performing music and hopefully as one day like being a director and choosing rep um, for people to sing like I think it's a great way to like join um, together in if it's like diversity or all languages and it's a point of connection because there's music in every single culture there's um, oh I'm gonna butcher it but uh, South Africa who's 
instruments were like always taken away by the people that like colonized them and okay. so their music is highly choral i think lady smith black mambaza mambaza i think that's what they're called go listen to them because they're awesome but they're very like chorally intertwined and it's beautiful and amazing every place has its connection to music so i didn't know apartheid had such an effect even on the music level that's just crazy I think music brings a sense of identity, which is what they were kind of trying to take. So it mm, makes sense yeah. how they were trying to do it. But I think it's amazing that they kind of persevered. They're like, you know what? Yeah. You can't take our music away from yeah. us. We're still going to get it. Yeah. And you bring in the spirituals formed because yeah. slave masters, sorry, very touchy subject, painful time in history because slaves were so oppressed. They created this beautiful language in music to like communicate with people all across, like with themselves and others. And I feel like it's just a way for them to let their emotions out. Like you were saying, you yeah. felt like you weren't hurt, but then when you heard music and it resonated with you, yeah. you're like, I'm finally being able to express myself and not really like box myself in, mm-hmm. which is why I think music is so impactful personally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Wow, you went a lot. Wow. For me, it's just like, music is cool, you know? It's music <laughs> for my ears. Music is cool. I can study sometimes. <laughs> I can't listen to music while studying because I'm just, I just, my, everything gravitates towards it. You can't even have Nubians or like lo-fi in the background or classical music. No, sometimes, sometimes classical, but sometimes not because then my mind, if I hear something that's like, whoa, that's beautiful, that's different, then I'm just listening even if I'm trying to do homework. Wow. I think just classical distracts me, which is really weird. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's so much going on. Like, I personally, like, I played violin when I mm. used to, a while ago. Yeah. Quit, like, middle school, like, a in. while ago. Let's... When I hear, I'm just like, oh my god, this is a cellist. Oh my god, sis. Like, it's just yeah. like, you just start paying attention too much to that. And I get sidetracked so easily. Mm. So it's really hard for me to keep music and actually concentrate on what I'm doing. So I get you. Yeah. Well, you talked about how music is such a huge factor in your life. Another thing that was a huge factor of life is growing up in the barn. Uh, barn. Can you tell us in a little bit about that whole experience? <laughs> um, firstly, I didn't just grow up in a barn. I uh, I grew up like on a farm, but then when you think of farm, I feel like it's an injustice to other farms. <laughs> so here's the context. My grandpa married my grandma, and my grandma grew up in a dairy farm. Okay. But my grandpa was a dentist. And oh. he decided to make raising pulled Herefords his hobby. And pulled Herefords are a type of cow, if you do not know. And so they, like, built, my grandpa bought some property. They, like, built a barn. It's not a very fancy barn. It's very bare minimum. And my grandma loves horses, taught me how to ride. So she always had, like, two horses. And just, like, growing up on near them, yeah, we were, li- we're literally, like, a field away from my grandma and grandpa. So that's awesome. It's so nice. I personally, like, in Pennsylvania at least, there was a lot of farmland as well. Mm-hmm. So you'd always get to go to, like, the pit, like, the petting zoo. <laughs> you just go over to your friend's farm, and yeah. then, like, you see the cows, you get to pet them, and they're so sweet. You actually get to milk a cow, which is so weird. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'd love to see Jackie try and do that. No, I well, straight up drank from an udder of a cow when I went to study for New Zealand. <laughs> It was like the weirdest experience standing behind them. I'd be scared to get It was weird for me to pull. Cow. I thought it was just like you squeeze, but you had to like squeeze no. and pull. You have it's like a motion. Yeah, I know. That was just I don't know, it was really weird for me. But you know, the milk was good. 
I enjoyed it. I don't. I, I actually don't like it. Like in India, a few times we, um, my dad, he li- he owns cattle and stuff mm-hmm. in India. At least so every time we go back, they have their cows and they're like, "Do you want to drink the milk?" And I'm like, "It's not cold, so no, thank you." Yeah. Like, oh, it's warm. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite farm animal? I <laughs> love cows, but I love their noses in particular. Yes! And yes! Then, yes! And then their tongues are so long, and they, like, go up into their noses. I, I just love, like, when they look at you, their ears. I don't know what it is. They yeah. just look kind of... They have the innocence of, like, dogs. Sometimes they yeah. see it. But they look at you, and they're so they're cute. Stupid. Yeah. 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 Calves are really cute. Oh, uh, yeah. They're they so are. cute. Mm-hmm. When you were a kid, did you, maybe they taught you this, but did you think that, like, some cows, like, only produce chocolate milk? No, never. never? I My learned... parents convinced me. <laughs> no. They, like, they're like, oh, look, it's a brown cow, chocolate milk. And I'm like, oh. No way. I, I, I didn't realize that different cows, the different breeds are used for different things. And so I was like, oh. up until I was five, I was oh, like, we have milk cows. We get milk from our cows. And my parents were like, no, like, we kill our cows so that we, and we eat them. Like, <laughs> if we drank their milk, it would be nasty. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's kind of sad to learn when you're young. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't know. I love animals, so I do get personally attached. But there's something about, I've never really thought about it that much. Even if you were attached to an animal, even if it, when it dies, its time has come, like if it dies by like natural causes. Also, like if we were to just never kill any animals, especially with the production rate that we have now, they would just, like it would be more harmful than beneficial in some ways with all like the land that is used for like, cows and like the really bad systems that they, they have for that. That would be awful, but... Yeah, no, it's really, I like that you're giving the other point of view, that you feel the other way, because at least I'm in nutrition right now, so Mm -hmm. we were talking about it. Oh yeah, a lot of cattle farms, at least in America, they're not really run correctly, so if they're they're not, they don't have good rotations, they don't actually take Mm -hmm. care of the animals, so it's really nice to, like, think about it in the other way. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people are against red meat right now, they're just like, I mean, which I love cows, like, save them, (laughs) they're so cute, and I get it, but I also do get why some people also do partake in eating beef and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's our, cult- our society is set up in such a way where it's really hard to, like, uh, but, uh... Yeah, there's always a different point of view and another argument yeah. for what you but... say. And and I think I, I also, like, don't feel as bad about it because our cows and our animals have a lot of land and mm-hmm. they're not boxed up in these gross pens and, mm-hmm. like... You know, and we, like, see their whole cycle of life oftentimes and, like... Huh being able to like oh that's the one that's like oh this is its first caver like it's just giving birth for its first time or like oh this mom knows what to do because you know she's had a kid multiple times or mm-hmm. and then you learn the rotation of like how you do what with the cows and it's kind of like a cycle like yeah circle of life <laughs> like a jingle <laughs> then how do you transition when they die i don't put it down Oh, <laughs> even I know these. <laughs> like, it's not old yellow. Butcher, color. you butcher it. Or butcher, yes. Um, I think the way my grandparents do it is they take it someplace, and actually sometimes they've taken it someplace, and sometimes they kill it on site. Mm-hmm. Ah, I think we typically kill on site, and then they take it. The deal is they get some parts of the cow, and then we get other parts. We get a majority, mm-hmm. um, but they get stuff like. The guts and the liver and, like, okay. those things. And actually, when you, like, if you butcher on site, you don't want other cows to be, like, mm-hmm. in the area. Right. It was really crazy because, this is a crazy story. I'll only tell part of it. 
there was this one cow that ended up being paralyzed in the field. Mm-hmm. So we had to put her down. Right. We we butchered her because like you we had to put her down anyway. So right. we like took some of the meat, but then. Other things, sorry, this might be gross. We had to dig and dispose of buried limbs. (laughs) And so, and then months later, it was weird because like the cows all came at a certain time of day, it was like the evening, they all came running and they went to the spot where like we had buried her basically. (laughs) And they were like pawing the ground and they were mooing and it was like totally mournful. It was just like a very... Yeah, touching and heartbreaking thing. I like that make you really sad, and, Wait, and it's understandable. Paralyzed, yeah. And everything, so I understand why you guys did it. But like, when they do that, it makes you feel like, oh my god. Mm, yeah. But it shows like kind of relationships between yeah. the system, which I think is beautiful. Animals aren't just to be used and you know taken advantage of. They're meant, we're meant to be in partnership. Yeah. Sure. And never eat them. <laughs> Only some of them. Um, <laughs> How was your transition from, like, your childhood where you actually did grow up on a farm, at least for a little bit of it, or you lived near one, Mm -hmm. to, like, coming to SPU in the city, Seattle? Yeah. I mean, it's been a fine transition. This, at first it was, uh, I miss, definitely miss the space, and I realized that because everything in the city is so close to you, that every time I would go home I would cry. (laughs) Because I didn't realize how much anxiety and stuff I'd kept in because everything else is so close to me. It's, there's no place to let it out. Mm-hmm. Like, subconsciously, I didn't even think about it. And then when I got home, it was this just, like, natural release of everything just spreading out, going away. That was oh, weird to think of. And, like, how can I create those spaces here at school because I can't go home all the time? Um, mm-hmm. This year has been a beast for some reason. Like, it's just been really hard. Like, I think... There's a lot of change happening at home, which is, I've always, like, I know change is necessary, but it's always been hard. Yeah. So I think that this quarter has been especially difficult because I'm anticipating change and I'm uncertain about it and I don't know what's going to happen. And so there's this grief that this is a huge part of who I am and a lot of me that I don't I think people or my friends here don't see because they don't see me in that context and I'm not able to show it because it's a city you can't ride a horse in the city. Like, cows don't make sense in the city. <sighs> Big dogs, like, don't make sense in the city even though they're here. <laughs> Did you have a dog? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Um, his or name her. was Scamper, and then I now we have one named Pepper. Oh. So. What wow. kind of dog? They're mutts. They, my, our first one looked like a, like a wolf. Oh. <laughs> and this, our one now, she reminds me of an otter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, she looks like a Rottweiler, too. She has, like, Rottweiler coloring. Yeah, mine's, like, a Lab and a Rottweiler mix. Mm. So she looks... She has both of the coloring, but then she looks like a Lab, so she kind of gets the best of both worlds. Like, she can look like a guard dog, but she's not at all. Yeah, Like, she If there's somebody trying to come into her house, she'd be just sleeping. (laughs) That's nice. Wait, does this mean when you go back for Thanksgiving, you might cry? Oh, yeah, I probably will. And this has happened every time you go home? A lot of times, yeah. You process. Wow. Yeah. Emotion is important. People who are listening, you need to cry. If you think that you can't cry, you have something to learn and a breakthrough that is hopefully coming in your life soon. If you like feel like you can't cry on your own or immediately too, like there is some try not to cry compilations that always make me cry. Check out YouTube. There's tons of those <laughs> things. There's some songs that make me cry because they just hit so deep. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things that can make me cry. Yeah. But not in public. Yeah. See? Or find people that you feel comfortable crying to. 
Yeah. Or for me, you just watch a Thai life insurance commercial. <laughs> what? Like on YouTube, there's like a a Thai Thailand life insurance that literally make videos that makes you cry. Oh, it's like oh, 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 I know, I yeah. know what you're talking. They are they're using those compilations. It's interesting. Yeah. There's like this also one Asian Asian company that made this one video. It was about a mom who took care of her son and stuff, Aww. and then he gets married, so he's like going away, but he feels sad for the mom. And at the like, end, they just throw in like something in slime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something so what? random. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite childhood memory? Uh, <laughs> anyway, not your. It doesn't matter if you can't remember your childhood. Or throw in some cool stories. I l- loved my childhood, like the glory days. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I have, so I have three siblings. My older brother older sister and younger sister and then we lived across the field from our cousins and there were three of them and then our cousins from Centralia would often come down every Thursday in the beginning now we're all spread out and they would always come down and it was just such a time I loved my mom's parenting style yeah maybe there's things she could have done better but she just let us go we like were raised with oh yeah there's barbed wire there's rust there's electric these animals will crush you all these things but it's <laughs> I don't know, like, she trusts us with that common sense. So we, like, would build forts with tree branches in, like, the back. And we would, you know, sleep outside yeah, yeah. in the back together. And in these, the like, That's things that we had made. probably don't do. Yeah. I just realized reala- they probably don't have backyards big enough to do that. It's crazy, yeah. I had half an acre back in my old, like, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> that was, like, that wasn't even, like, That's a lot. That's small. Was, yeah, that was small comparatively. But, like, I tell somebody here, and they're like, you had half an acre? And I'm like, dude, I wanted more. Like, I had 40 acres and it still wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> you got to explore. Yeah. So, yeah, we would just always play, like, games and, you know, make forts in the hay bales and go riding. So. Like, did you guys at least have real corn mazes? Hay, like, we, didn't, during... we didn't do corn, but... No, like, even nearby, like, not as your farm or stuff, but, like, at least back where in Pennsylvania, so since it was, like, a small town, we had corn maze about 20 minutes uh, away. So, like, yeah. autumn especially, like, it was my favorite time because mm. we got to do festivities like yes. that. And here you have to drive 40, 50 minutes away. People are like, let's go get pumpkins. I'm like, yeah, sure. And there's like, oh, it's two hours away. And jaw drop, like, what? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like pumpkin patches? Yeah. Two hours? Okay, well, I don't know. I've never been in a corn maze, so I wouldn't know. Nor a pumpkin patch. I'm like, no one ever invited me. You need to go to a corn maze. There's like some flashlight ones we used to have, like, so you could go at night as long as you bring your flashlight. Oh, it's like we used to, oh, me and my friends, we'd take it like a big group of friends, we'd all split up into groups, Mm -hmm. and then whoever finishes first gets all the big prizes from the parents. It was always so good. I love that. I did kind of miss Pennsylvania this fall because I was yeah. like, Seattle really doesn't have it. Like doesn't they have cut it. <laughs> they have a few haunted houses and stuff, but I'm like, even Pennsylvania did it better. They had a fake chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, no, they had real chainsaws with, with the, the chains out. Yeah, the so, like, chains start, out. Yeah, <laughs> and they start chasing you like as, the second you get out of your car yeah, and like, stuff crap. to like start the adrenaline. And what? Jackie's like, what that's barbaric. Madness. We should. If you come to Pennsylvania, I'll take you. It's called Field of Screams. Oh. <laughs> You should come to Rutledge Corn Maze in Olympia. It's like really close to my house, and they I hear have a really good haunted maze. Haunted. Oh my god, maze. I'm down. Let's do it next year. Yeah, do haunted it. Maze. Haunted maze. Well, there's like two things that I'm kind of nervous for. <laughs> I've never gone. Corn I don't have a plan to go. <laughs> but those of you who like scary things, go for it. Rutledge Corn Maze off of Exit 99. Yeah. Going south. A little promo. 
Yeah. So specific. You know, you're really busy. Is there any shout out you want to give or any plugs? Plugs or shout outs? Yeah. <laughs> you said shout out. I was just like, thank you to all the people in my life who are like, <laughs> you can <laughs> So like, yeah, mom, here. Thank you to all the people in my life who, uh, you know, shoot me a smile every day because it makes a difference. And Aww. yeah, Aww. so thank you and just know that you are loved and you matter and it's okay to cry. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions for the host? Um, yes. I'm really bad at thinking off the cuff of my sleeve. Jackie. Yeah. Okay, that's okay, that's not how that's just that's <laughs> 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 so direct. <laughs> what did you want her to say? Like host, please tell me this. Hostess. Uh, host Hostess Pie? Oh yeah. <laughs> um what why have you never been to a pumpkin patch? That's a good question. Well, as y'all can see, I'm not the most popular guy on campus. And okay. Also, why sure. would you start with that? Why does that matter? Yeah. Actually, I'm wondering why would that, why does that matter? I notice only the popular kids go to Pumpkin Patch. No. Or people with friends. I we, mean, you have <laughs> friends. So basically, all the people you know about who happen to be the popular people are the people you see going, and you're not invited. Who do you consider popular? Don't don't make him name names. That makes it icky. Yeah, <laughs> take it out. I'm throwing names. They drop. Be like, God, you guys didn't invite me. No, I think I just happen to not care that much. Yeah. So I never went and asked for people, asked people like, hey, are you going to Pumpkin Patch? Mm, yeah. You might be invited. Or, hey, what's popping around here? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. Have you ever carved a pumpkin at least? Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> what did you carve? Only one? I carved the Bing logo. Oh, <laughs> I was just not creative at all. That's okay. And then I think I tried to carve like a pumpkin face, and it it was just I didn't have the right tools. Uh, so I was just getting something like sharper than a butter knife, so it took like the... a long time. And then my friends like had all those tools. I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. My my first time was really bad because. Like, we were young, and my parents never really did this, because they're immigrants from India. Mm, yeah. Didn't do pumpkin stuff like and that. If so you think about... I hate Halloween, honestly. But... Oh, really? Yeah. I love Halloween. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Sorry, pumpkin. No, but the pumpkin, <laughs> so I, like, carved it. It was really cute and stuff, and we wanted to keep it outside, because I'm like, oh my god, Halloween's gonna be soon. And so it rotted the day before, Classic. and it made me so sad. I'm like, dang it, nobody can see it. And all their, like, their ants, and I'm like, next time, like, never. Never. Yeah, that's weird. About Halloween, my mom would cook and eat the pumpkin I carve. That that sounds good. But then, like, usually the ones, the pumpkins you carve, they they don't really taste really good. (laughs) (laughs) So you have that for a week because you get, like, a massive, like, 40 cents a pound. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you like Halloween? I just, like... I feel like there's other, like, people always think, forget about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is personally my favorite holiday. Okay. Right. But people, like, forget about it because they're, like, so easier to, to Christmas. But then Halloween is, like, I feel, like, very much less significant than Thanksgiving. And so, like, okay, yeah, it's fun to, like, dress up and all that stuff. It's just, like, personally, it was never, like, a huge thing in my family. So, like, that's probably why, like, 
you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas are a huge thing, and the Easter are a huge thing for my family, so it's like, of course it was going to have more meaning to me, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that makes sense. But you should, you should really just talk to those Christmas haters. Like, I, Kayla's one of them. She's like, oh my god, I'm going to start decorating for Christmas, and I'm Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. What's going on? <laughs> I know. And, okay, I'm coming a little less lax, because especially my brother was a huge influence. He was no Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Sure. Yeah. And which I like agree with to a point. But when I was like overseas, I had like a warm winter, which was a warm Christmas, which was so trippy. And so I like had to listen to Christmas music the second week of November because it was Thanksgiving wasn't really gonna happen because I was in Australia and oh, they don't celebrate yeah, yeah, that yeah. there. And so it's like I need some sort of familiarity. <laughs> okay, that makes sense, though. You were, like, in that position yeah. where you need the Christmas yeah. music. I had an excuse. What are you most excited for this upcoming Thanksgiving? Ooh. It's the first Thanksgiving with my niece. Aww. And family from Salem's coming. I think some family from just around is also going to be nearby. The so witchcraft nice. or the Oregon Salem? There's two Salem's. Oh, Salem, Oregon. Okay. <laughs> I love Oregon. I'd live in Oregon if I could. Um, but Ooh. I love, yeah. And so just, yeah, family, people that I haven't seen in a while. It's fun. I, I hope you enjoy. Thank you. And before we head out, can you sing us a Thanksgiving jingle? Um. Mm. Oh, nice. Is that an A? Is that a concert A? Mm. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> 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 Pie, piece of pie, put it in my mouth and make me eat it down right now. I love the pie and I am going to spit it out. I love that. I don't know. That's good. That was bad. That was so good. That was good. You got it off the top of your head. I would never. I want to rap it. <laughs> oh my god. I can rap Hamilton any day. I'm not a fan of Hamilton. Alright, we're just gonna it. cut out. We're, we're done here. Thank you so much. Oh, hey. I'm I Sonia, Reen, and Jackie in the office chilling. Thank you for coming and Thank you for gracing to... us with your presence. Of yes. course. And we would love to have more Django from you. Django. It sounds like you're saying Django. <laughs> well, that can Jack you buy in Django, it. please? Love that game. Jingle. Shingle. Anyway. Ouch. Shingles? <laughs> shingles. Yes. He does really like your jingles. Yes. Okay. I'll try to make more for you guys. Send me inspiration. Send me inspiration, guys. Listeners, send me inspiration. I Put need you. Instagram. Yeah. And give us, like, sections or s- certain things we should go over. Like, we have question of the week. But we need, ah. we need like, a, we need other things. I'll, I'll create, a, like, a question time. Ta- uh, that's really good. <laughs> you can make something. It won't be like that. You'll, you'll make something, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. all. Sweet. Signing up. Signing Goodbye. Spoonami podcast. Spoonami. That was so awesome. Sonia, thank you again for coming. That was very long and informative for people to just give them a idea of what it's like to kind of live not in a city. You know, it just made me realize maybe growing up as a city boy wasn't the best choice and option, but I didn't have a choice, so. I feel like it was great conversation. It was great banter going on. We all had fun, and I just love talking about cows. Do you guys like cows? Let us know. Shout out to Doja Cat. And next week, we'll be talk- getting into a little bit more political, and we'll just talk about somewhere across the Pacific Ocean. Stay tuned.